Well, welcome. It's so great to be uh, celebrating this final candle of Advent. Uh, we've been journeying through this season of going through these four themes, uh, and tonight we're going to light this final Christ candle. Um, but it's been really centering to look at all these different themes and how they begin to shape our view of Christmas, of Jesus, of the season in a, in a new way that, um, that hopefully has been, been helpful in your journey with, uh, with Christ. And so, um, yeah, welcome. We're going to talk about briefly this candle and the significance and what it's all about. And hence, we're going to be talking about Jesus. So, um, the, uh, the first few candles I'm going to go ahead and light since we're going to light the Christ candle last. And the first one being, does anybody know? Hope. And then the second one being the candle of peace. And it's been interesting to see how these build on each other. How um, when you begin to see the hope that is in Christ, that that begins to bring peace. And then the third candle being the candle of... Does anybody know? Joy. Joy. All right. So the candle of joy that then as we begin to have peace and we experience that, there can be this sense of joy. And then this candle that Carissa lit last Sunday of love. And we discovered this Christ-like love that unifies us. That um, as we took communion, we're reminded of the body of Christ broken, his blood poured out for us. And that his life, his death, and his resurrection get, brings us that new life. And so that's fast forwarding. And but we look at the birth of Christ and the significance of that. And so um, as we look at the the birth story of Christ, um, we 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 learn about these three magi. Uh, sometimes it's been termed as three kings, but that's not true. It's magi from the east. And I want to read this passage so we can kind of see context-wise what we're looking at before we light this candle. And it's in Matthew chapter 2, and it's verses 1 through 6. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And in this, in this, um, this, unfolding of the, the birth narrative of Jesus, you begin to see that there's this king, this King Jesus that comes on the scene. The Magi are seeing something, and these guys are people who not necessarily are believers. They're just observers of what's going on in the world and what's going on around them. And so they would have been read on all kinds of, um, I think, history. And so they would have understood also the prophecy of what's going on here and the king that is to come. And so they're like, we want to come hear about this king. We want to see who he is and what this is all about. And it goes on, it says, when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. Okay, so the fact that Jesus comes on the scene um, begins to challenge the kingship of Herod, which is interesting to begin to look at. And it says then that, um, and all of Jerusalem with him as well was a bit concerned at what's happening here. And when he had called together all the people, the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied. For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among rulers of Judah. 
For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my, pe- my people Israel. And that reference of a shepherd is going back to what Carissa spoke about last week in Psalm 23. And this idea of this shepherd that's going to come that will shepherd us in the direction of life to the full. And so these magi come and they're in awe and wonder of what's going on. And I want to ask this question. Have we lost awe and wonder of Christ? And not awe and wonder of Christmas, because Christmas can have that awe and wonder effect. I know my children have that. Um, and I know that we can have that sometimes in the season as we begin to look at candles and we look at lights and trees and all these different things that we, we kind of, there's a nostalgia to it. But I'm not talking about that. I want to talk about Christ. Do we have an awe and wonder in who Christ is in the birth of Christ? And I love the children's story that we read that captures this idea of baby Jesus. Not something else, but baby Jesus. The fact that God would come flesh and blood to be here on earth with us. And that's what these three magi are looking to and see and are in awe and wonder of and want to go and worship. And so have we lost awe and wonder of Christ? The first time I think we experience something that's wonderful or uh, that blows us away because of what we've seen or experienced, um, a lot of times when we experience things for the first time, we see that and we're in awe and wonder of that. For some reason, it begins to fade after a while. After we see amazing things over and over, there's something that begins to fade. And I remember an old pastor that I used to work for used to always say, you can eat an amazing steak, and he's from Texas, and so he'd always talk about these amazing steaks, and he'd be like, you can eat amazing steak every day, and eventually that would get old. So like, you can't do that all the time. So you lose the awe and wonder of it. The Pacific Ocean is another one of those. This is a picture that my brother took of Oceanside Pier. And for some people, when they come and see the ocean for the first time, there's awe and wonder and they're blown away. And this is just the most amazing thing. And I remember my first time spending time in the ocean and just being just enamored by like the waves and just being caught up in just the joy and how much fun it can be. And, and then after going week after week and living here by the coast, this beautiful image becomes like, oh yeah, we see that all the time. And the awe and wonder is lost. For me, I'm beginning to regain that awe and wonder through my children's eyes because we're surfing more. We're actually surfing at this spot quite often. And I'm regaining that awe and wonder through the way that they see the ocean, the way that they experience life, and the way that they see things for the first time. And I'm reminded of how beautiful it can be and how amazing that can be. And so I think sometimes Christmas and the season get so hijacked by all these other things that we lose the awe and wonder of really what it's about. And that's why we're going to light this candle eventually. We'll get there. But first, I want to look at this idea of this king that comes on the scene that is so concerning for Herod and and compare the two. So we're going to look at this passage. We're going to look at Luke chapter 4 verses 18 and 19. And Jesus proclaims who he is and what he's all about. And it's interesting because when you look at Herod and who he is, he displays power as a king through authority, through military force, through a massive palace, um, through material wealth. And uh, you can go to actual archaeological sites where you can see where he was and where he existed at one point. 
Um, but now it's rubble and it's not very interesting. There wasn't a long lasting impact on humanity. But when we begin to look at Jesus as king who comes in in humility, comes in where there was no room in a place that was just outside of town, right? That wasn't in a palace, that didn't come with lots of power and authority in that kind of way. But he starts out his ministry saying this. This sums up who he is and the kind of king he is. So Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is how Jesus starts his ministry. This is the thing that he comes in proclaiming about who he is and what he's up to. And I love that this captures who he is in a way that says he's about freedom. He's about bringing light into the darkness. And he, at the end he says, the year of the Lord's favor. And this is something that is a, a promise that he calls us, invites us all into. And then it's not just something that we get to receive, but we get to participate in, that he calls us now to be participants in this work of bringing reconciliation, bringing freedom in this world that God works through us in some miraculous way. And so what I want to do is invite us to begin to look at Jesus as king and how he comes on the scene versus King Herod, who is fearful. Um, Jesus comes in and says, I want to bring freedom. And none of it had to do with massive buildings. It had nothing to do with lots of money, uh, military force. But this message that Jesus brought, that King Jesus brought, begins to transform the world and it transforms millions of people moving forward. And so the kind of king that we serve and the king that is born and the king that the Magi saw uh, brings this beautiful message. And I want to invite us to trust Christ as king this season, to begin to see that he is king and he wants to begin to transform life and all of life. And that's what we celebrate. That's why we light this candle. And, um, and I understand that sometimes it can be difficult to begin to see and have awe and wonder of this king that we worship because of our current circumstances. Um, I understand that from a psychological standpoint, we sometimes can't see because we're in a fight or flight situation where we're emotionally in a place where we're drained, where we're experiencing all kinds of chaos. And so we can't lift our head up and begin to see the awe and wonder of what we're worshiping and what we're about. And, um, and if that's you this season, I want to invite you to begin to just maybe set those things in God's hands. Begin to see how he wants to work in the middle of them. And begin to see how God wants to be our provider. That he longs to set us free as he proclaimed in that passage. Um, that maybe right now finances is something that's just like overwhelming to you right now. And you're like, I don't see the wonder in God right now because of my current circumstances. Maybe it's a relationship that's just, you don't see a way through or out of, and it just seems impossible and it seems dim. I just want to invite you to say, the reason we light this candle is to be reminded that Christ wants to shine light into all those areas of life. And so we light this candle as a reawakening. And so before I light this, 
Um, we are going to be lighting this together on the lawn. And so I want to show you a few images as I'm lighting this candle and as we continue to talk about this, just so you can see that we are a community who are together and I recognize that quarantine doesn't allow us all to be together, but we want to be reminded that we are still together and many of you are lighting your candles at home. Um, some of you were here on the lawn with us lighting the candle, but um, that doesn't change the fact that we are still unified under this one beautiful truth that Jesus is King. And so if you want to light as we light, we invite you into that right now. Lighting the candle is a way of reawakening our lives to Christ and what he's doing. Reawakening this awe and wonder of King Jesus that is born to us, that wants to bring freedom and new life. And I pray that this season would be a season of reawakening, that awe, the wonder, the beauty that is in Jesus and nothing else. Don't let the rest of the season distract from this beautiful truth that Jesus comes to bring new life and bring light into the darkness. And so to give an action step as we move forward, um, I just want to say encounter your relationship with God the same way our children encounter this season in some ways. Where when you see Christmas lights and they're just in awe and they're blown away by it. And, or when I light these candles with my kids around the dinner table they all want to light the candle. Um, and so we had to create a rotation so there wasn't fighting over it because it's beautiful. There's something amazing about lighting candles and being reminded of these truths that speak into our lives. And so um, reawaken that awe and wonder, that childlike awe and wonder of who Jesus is. Um, even in the midst of challenge, even in the midst of uh, whatever situation you have going on currently, in a messy world, Jesus comes in in a place where there wasn't even room for him and says, I want to enter into your situation. I want to enter into what you're doing and bring new life. And uh, another way to do that is to begin to read scripture. Uh, one of the beautiful things that's happened in this season of looking at these different themes was reading passages that we wouldn't normally read and be reminded that this isn't just a, this isn't some kind of fairy tale. It's historical. It's God entering into our world and saying, I want to show you how to live this life the best possible way because he's created all of it. And so I would just invite you to read scripture, open up your Bible, spend time reading in a way that says, this is God speaking to us in a fresh new way. And um, maybe it takes just seeing it with new eyes. Um, and then the third thing I would say is encounter your relationship with others as an opportunity for God to work miracles, for his light to shine into those things and begin to see how whatever your circumstances uh, tell you, Jesus wants to speak a new message into that. And so maybe look at it from a fresh perspective um, with this illumination that happens. Uh, we're confident that God longs to transform life and, um, and that's why we light this candle and that's why we light it together and we are confident that God's gonna do some beautiful things uh, as Christ's light begins to shine not only into our lives, but as he shines through us, as we shine into the world that we live in. And so, grace and peace to you and Merry Christmas as you celebrate the birth of Christ, our King.